Hello and welcome to this little special episode of the Yellow Oil Pod or another segment. Either way, I'm joined by Ed from Peace G Talk. Hey Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing very fine myself. Obviously, there is a very big game coming out. Just for a little Dortmund. bit. <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on Tuesday against uh, the uh, league leaders of League R. And uh, I'm very excited to have someone capable to uh, talk about this particular game. Ed, there is obviously a lot of history between uh, the uh, PSG coach and Borussia Dortmund. Um, but before we talk about Thomas Tuchel and all that, I just want to know in general uh, what the mood at the club is and uh, how uh, how things are in uh, in Paris with with Neymar and Mbappé and uh, do we have any star trouble right now? Absolutely. Yeah, so PSG fans are a fickle bunch. We've been through a lot. The 6-1 to Barcelona, the loss last season to probably a Manchester United C squad. There were so many injuries. So we we've definitely seen our our lowest of lows in the Champions League. But this season, I think fans are optimistic. When the draw came out, I think a lot of fans were saying, okay, Dortmund, that'll be exciting. You guys have a great atmosphere there. Um, we, we still fancy ourselves to go through. We think that PSG has the, the better team on paper. But again, that on paper really doesn't mean a whole lot. And given our history, we're cautiously optimistic heading into this game. <laughs> um, you asked about Neymar and any star drama that is going on. So he today, and we're recording this before the, the match against Amion on Saturday, which Neymar will miss. Um, it's going to be his fourth game that he's missed. He picked up, um, what, I looked up on WebMD, which is basically his injury is some kind of rib cartilage. He's got some kind of injury to his ribs uh, that he suffered on February 1st against Montpellier. Um, and the manager, Tuchel, has not been very forthcoming on what the real issue is going on there. He keeps kind of hiding behind the medical staff and saying, we're going to be cautious with him. I'm only going, I'm going with what my medical team tells me. Um, but then we see Neymar training photos of him. Looks perfectly healthy. Um, his birthday was the day after, uh, or his birthday party was the day after his injury. Looked fine there. Um, he recently traveled to Germany for a fashion show. He was uh, photographed with models, um, all that. So he looks fine from all the photos, but I think what's going on is PSG does not want him injured in a meaningless game against Amiens or Dijon or somebody like that with, with the game against Dortmund coming up. We know that the past two seasons he's missed out on the knockout phase due to injury. So I think that they are doing everything possible to make sure that he is on the pitch Tuesday night in Dortmund. So I think a lot of the papers are kind of creating <laughs> speculation and rumor. Uh, I was just going to yeah. say, she left just enough space for all the conspiracy yep. theories to float around. Exactly. They're like, I think I saw in uh, one of the Spanish publications, they were like, oh, the Neymar went to Germany and, and behind the scenes, Leonardo and the executives are mad. But Tuchel came out and said, yeah, we've known about this for six, four to six weeks. And uh, PSG actually has a relationship with the sponsor that Neymar was visiting in Germany. Um, so they probably told him, yeah, go ahead. I definitely go. So I don't think there's any drama behind the scenes. Neymar is playing outstanding this season. I think he's going to be perfectly fine on Tuesday. They are just basically wrapping him 
in a bubble wrap and making sure that he's not injured before Tuesday. All right. Yeah, that's uh, obviously uh, g- good to know. Um, so Dortmund will be fully prepared. That being said, preparedness, I think, is is a big thing for, for this game for both teams. Um, you said that PSG usually play in a 4-2-2-2 system with, uh, I assume, Mbappé and Icardi up front and then sort of Di Maria and Neymar tucked in behind and then you have a midfield of uh, Verratti and Gaillet. The big question is, PSG are a big star ensemble. They are a team that's backed by a, you know, big sponsor. And, uh, that usually means that these sort of teams, and I would say the, the only big star ensemble that, that really pulled it together in, in my recent memory is Real Madrid, right? When they, when, when on this epic Champions League run where really, um, you had a cohesive unit. But usually that's the biggest problem that you do not have the cohesion that the, uh, four or five attacking players do whatever they want and try to play glitzy football. And then everyone else needs to basically clean up behind them. And that offers a lot of space and makes them prone to then fall on the big stage, which, uh, PSG, I would say has done before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I would say so. so I, I assume that's your concern and, um, but but I still would like to you to to talk a little bit about this, um, how big the concern really is, and if this has improved for PSG, or are there any um signs that uh, you know the the defense will have a lot of trouble because of a lack of cohesion, or has Tuchel done his most to to paper over the cracks? Absolutely. So I'll just first I'll say I think this is the strongest PSG side we've ever seen, um, at least in the QSI era. Um, if you look at 2017, when they did bring in Neymar and Mbappe, that's really the big expenditure. But since then, um, they've been really good about finding, and mostly because of financial fair play, but they've, they've found players who can contribute, who didn't cost a whole lot. So like Idrissa Gay, for example, or Ander Herrera, who was signed on a free, um, they just, you know, there's another 17 year old Tange Kwasi who will likely be on the bench. He came up through the ranks. So they've, they've brought up players. They found free transfers and they've surrounded Neymar and Mbappe with a team, um, of guys who like to work hard. I think Idrissa Gay had the most tackles or maybe second most behind Kanti and, um, in the Premier League. So they've just surrounded them with really talented guys who like to work, um, and, and feed the two stars up front. On defense, we are a little, Week, um, a lot is just due to injury. Marquinhos is our, our key player. Everyone's going to talk about Neymar and Mbappe, but Mar- when it comes to defense, it's all about Marquinhos. And he is a natural center back. Um, but what Tuchel has done is moved him up the pitch a little bit into a defensive midfielder role. And so he may be there with Verratti and maybe Adrisa Gay starts on the bench. That's a possibility. Or Marquinhos may play in the center back role. So, but he's been out for a few weeks now with a hamstring injury, and he's only going to be coming back today against Amiens. So um, that's the player that I'm going to be watching. If you're a Dortmund fan listening to this, keep an eye on Marquinhos today, or if you're listening to this late, you know, watch a replay or just check in on um, PSGtalk.com. We'll probably have analysis of our Marquinhos and, and how he did. But he is absolutely critical. He's just important to PSG on defense as Neymar and Mbappe are on offense. So Well, that's very good to know. Um how uh you know 
the the biggest weak points in in a lot of top teams these days are actually the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Kurzawa and uh, Munier. Um, how are they doing right now? Yeah, so Kurzawa, we didn't think he was actually going to be at the club. I mean, he was rumored to be going to Arsenal and then Juventus, and then that whole thing fell through. Um, Juan Bernat, I believe, is going to be back. Um, he's another player. He's he's typically the starting left back. Um, He's familiar with the Bundesliga. I believe he was at Bayern Munich before. Yes, yeah, and he he was he's been phenomenal. He he came in and kind of took over that starting left back spot from Kurzawa. Um, yeah, he, he was sort of chased out of Bayern yeah. Munich, and um, the club president sort yeah. of uh, said that he just played like shit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> every time PSG play on the international stage and he plays well, which he usually does. Yeah. You know, uh, Uli Hoeneß gets ridiculed by uh, German uh, football <laughs> fans for for what he said because uh, Juan Bernat, uh, you know, he was scapegoated for whatever mm-hmm. Bayern's failings were, but uh, actually, um, yeah, that he he was he wasn't the guy to blame. <laughs> Absolutely not, and it's unfortunate he's had this injury. So I'm hoping he's going to be able to come back in time. But still, what is his rhythm going to be like? Is he going to be match fit? Kurzawa has played the last few games um, while Bernat has been out. Um, so, but Kurzawa is more of a attacking player. And given Jaden Sancho and and all of your attacking players, I'm a little bit nervous about having Kurzawa there and you know him getting forward and then leaving too much space behind. And it could just be a hot mess at the back for PSG with you guys attacking. It could get ugly really quick. So a little bit nervous about that, to be honest. Um, Mounier, he's pretty solid. He's another player that likes to get forward, but he has a lot of experience. He's a Belgium international. He's played in huge matches before. I'm not as worried about him. A lot of fans don't really care for him. He, he um, He's kind of a hot and cold type player, but we really don't have anyone that can play there um colin dagba is young and he's injured um tilo Kara, another uh bundesliga product he can play the right back position that's something that may be a surprise that yeah Tupel but goes he's with. very error prone as far as we, i know yeah right? we Especially saw that on the big stage yeah we saw that against manchester united uh where he gifted them a little like he did like a back pass and gave them their first goal i believe it was so but maybe this is an opportunity for him to prove that he's learned from his mistakes and is ready to take on more responsibility. These are all decisions that Tuchel has to make and why he gets paid the big bucks. But um, our fullbacks are absolutely a weak spot. And you guys are uniquely positioned to take advantage of that, which makes me very nervous. Yes, uh, Dortmund often uh, pick teams apart over the wings. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's definitely why I asked about it. Yeah. So um, the big question, obviously, is for Dortmund fans: How is the relationship between Thomas Tuchel and the team, and obviously also the fans? Mm. Uh, how are they seeing him on the sidelines? Because we all know that he's a really great coach, but uh, you know the relationship can be tricky sometimes. Yeah, you know, I think the fans. And I may have mentioned before, they're kind of split on him. Um, some fans think that he maybe he waits too long to make any in-game changes. Others think that he's, you know, I mean, PSG haven't lost since like November 1st, I believe, against Dijon. So it's hard to argue with the results, but we all know that Ligon isn't really up to PSG's caliber and they can kind of steamroll through a lot of teams. So you're kind of left like, is he really good or can he get out coached by, you know, Manchester United and and losing the Champions League. I mean, it, everything is on the line for him right now. You know, if, if he's able to convincingly win against Dortmund, I think a lot of the fans will get behind him and say, okay, he can do it. We just haven't seen him do it on the European stage. And I think that's why a lot of the fans are split on him right now. 
Yeah, I will remind you, it's only the run of 16. So if he goes through Dortmund and then fails against the next team, uh, fans will not be behind him. <laughs> exactly. Well, it also depends on who you play in that round. You know, if it's Barcelona and maybe you lose on away goals and you play really well, maybe he keeps his job. I mean, Leonardo has come out, the um, sporting director has come out and said that, you know, the Champions League isn't like do or die. Obviously, we want to win it, but we're building something here. So maybe if we show progress and we play really well, maybe he can keep his job. But I think he has to get past this round. You can't lose twice at PSG in the round of 16 and keep your job. Yeah, you, you, you're probably right. But uh, I would say it's probably hard to find a better coach for PSG at this point particular moment right now pep guardiola i mean if he wants to leave manchester city i wrote a piece on the site about how he may want to leave if there's no champions league football there so or yeah, pochettino is a former there's a lot of ifs there yeah, yeah. Don't, i think Dortmund also looking at pochettino um mm -hmm. may, maybe maybe not i don't know if they could afford him uh, that obviously wouldn't be a big problem for psg but um i don't think lucifer will necessarily finish well he will finish the season but then probably not continue um, we'll see, but uh, yeah, Pochettino is obviously a name that I can imagine at the at the sideline and at Dortmund too. Yeah. So you, from from what I hear, uh, the relationship isn't too bad. Um, obviously, if you follow the international headlines a little bit, there's been a I don't know if you want to even call it a falling out between him and Mbappé. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I I think that's that's uh, more drama that that the press you know writes about for for. Uh, it, it, it's it's a case where Mbappe is a insanely competitive player, and he wants to win the Golden Boot. He wants to win. I mean, there he's talking about wanting to play in the Olympics and the Euros this summer. And this kid is 21 years old, and he wants to win everything. And when he was taken off, it was five nil against Montpellier. I mean, this was not a game in contention, and I believe he had already scored in that game. And he was he wanted more goals to track down Messi and. You know, Lewandowski and everyone else in Europe who scores goals. And he gets so angry when you take him off. And you almost can't blame him. But then you also have to say, like, look, Tuchel's just taking you off for your own good. We don't want you to get injured because you're not going to win the Ballon d'Or by scoring a sixth goal against Montpellier. You're going to win it <laughs> by beating Dortmund and Barcelona and Real Madrid in the Champions League. And you you can't run yourself into the ground in meaningless games. So he just needs to understand that. But I think you're right. The press made a lot more of that than it should have been. So I, I think the strengths of PSG are pretty obvious, um, especially the pace of Mbappé and uh, uh, overall the possession play I assume will be great. Uh, the positional play of a Thomas Tuchel team usually is very good and uh, that makes them very hard to beat. Um, that all being said, um, I'm, you've already indicated you are nervous about a couple of Dortmund players here and there and how Dortmund plays. So, um, A, what are PSG's weaknesses and, uh, who are you scared of? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go with who I'm scared of. Holland. I mean, he's, how many goals? Eight goals in five games and he could score 20 in half a season, like you were saying. I mean, he's a player that if you're not scared of, I don't, what are you what are you watching really um especially considering our defense i mean we have tiago silva who's been in great form uh but and he's playing for a contract extension which may not come but he's 35 years old um and we've seen him both for brazil and at psg just you know be overrun at times so i worry about a young motivated player like halan coming in and, and taking him on it'll be an interesting matchup to see um sancho is another one that i'm really worried about just with our fullbacks 
I don't think our fullbacks have the pace to keep up with him. I don't think they have the defensive mentality and um, his ability to not only score goals, but to also create. I'm really worried. Luckily, we did make a goalkeeper change in the summer. We brought in Keeler Navas. He's won three Champions League uh, titles with uh, Real Madrid. Hopefully, he can keep his back line organized. He knows what to do. You know, he's has the experience. I think that's going to be... Um, an unsung hero of ours if we're able to get through this game with a win. I think his organization at the back and making key saves is going to be really crucial for us. Yeah, overall, what kind of match do you expect? Do you expect a, a shootout since both teams are obviously top-heavy or do you think uh, everyone will get it together because it's the Champions League and uh, you, you need to uh, worry about defense first? Yeah, everyone's predicting a shootout, which probably means that it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Um, but... Everything you look at tells you it's going to be an absolute shootout. I think Tuchel is going to maybe come out at first trying to be more possession-based, pass it around, you know, look for opportunities to counterattack when you guys are going forward because you're going to have the yellow wall behind you. Your players are going to be motivated to score goals. And we're I think we're going to try to absorb some of that pressure, maybe get through the first 15, 20 minutes, and then say, okay, let's start imposing our will. Let's try to get Mbappe into space. So I think... It's going to be a little slow at first. People are going to be on Twitter like, what's going on here? And then I think you're going to start to see when the legs get a little tired, PSG figure out uh, what's going on. I think then you're going to see the back and forth. And, you know, in the Champions League, it just comes down to luck. Who could put the ball into the back of the net? Maybe VAR makes a decision. Um, PSG has seen their fair share of red cards. Maybe someone could be sent off. Um, I think it's this is going to be the most entertaining game of the, the round of 16, I think. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Uh, before we've seen actually any game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just on paper, I think you're right. So uh, before we go, uh, lastly, I will solicit a prediction. Yeah, um, I thought about this. I'm gonna go. Why not? We'll go three two PSG. We'll we'll get out of there with three away goals and all to play for at the Parc de France. Well, not really. Three <laughs> two PSG at the uh, away game for you. Then, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not very optimistic there that Dortmund have a big chance to come back. But uh, Ed, thank you for coming yeah. on. Um, please tell our listeners uh, if they want to inform themselves even more about this yes. game uh, on on your side how to get in touch with you or uh, listen to your show and all that. Yes, absolutely. So we're on social media, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, PSG Talk, you can find us. Um, our podcast, PSG Talking, uh, is an English uh, podcast about all things PSG. To my knowledge, it's the only one. Uh, so you can go ahead and find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, awesome. Then thanks again and back to the show.